Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Brad Hafner. Buddy, welcome back to Pure Victory Podcast. I'm Brad Hafner, Matt Klein across from me, and you're hearing us and you're seeing us at the same time. This is our first live recording with video. And we're excited. It's been a long time coming. Lots of research, lots of time and effort into this. So you get to see us. Exciting. And if you don't see us yet, you can go on uh, on YouTube at Restored Ministries and mm-hmm. and uh, just look up the title of the podcast too and you can find us. That's right. We actually combed our hair today for you. So, <laughs> well, I actually I didn't, but anyways. <laughs> we, 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 yeah, you just wake up looking just pretty. Just wake hey? up. Yeah, with a shirt on too and. Yeah, ready to go ready to go brad yeah. never has to shower he's just always just hygiene perfect Wait, yeah. looking perfect amazing that, that's right yeah I just smell like a rose all the time <laughs> my wife doesn't think so anyway where are we going with this <laughs> uh, today we are talking about a great interesting well area that i we've wanted to talk about for a while and maybe we've touched on it a little bit but really we're gonna have a discussion today about how porn is overall shifting and changing our culture um and that's on a macro level all the way to the micro level to us as individuals. So how is it changing us as a society in the way that we we uh, view sex, the way that we view relationships on a macro level? But then for us as individuals, how is that impacting us? Because um, it is. Sometimes we don't realize the impact our culture has on us. And we need to maybe start to open up this dialogue to determine what are our beliefs, what we're learning, what are some things we need to unlearn. And, and really, what are some things that, that we're seeing in culture that we need to be aware of uh, so that we have healthy sex, so that we have uh, freedom from porn, and that we can uh, experience what God has for us in this area? Because we can be robbed of a lot of good in our lives when we adopt some beliefs and some understanding from our world. Um, because there's a fallenness and a, a degree of brokenness in our world that um, isn't good for us. And so that's why let's name it, let's talk about it, and let's move away from it. Yeah, and that's the key is what you're saying is it's not just the world. It's If it affects the world, it affects us, and we got to mm-hmm. be aware of that. I always remember going coming out of junior hockey, which is not the purest atmosphere or environment in the world. And I came out of that, and I, I just generally thought, like, oh, I'm not really an arrogant hockey guy like other guys are. And and then I came into the church culture and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like the most arrogant guy here because it was just, it's the culture that I grew up in was so different than a godly culture. And so I didn't realize at all how, how that had affected me and to what degree. And so uh, even just with sexual conversation, sexual jokes, dirty jokes, or, or, you know, watching certain media, I had no idea. I'm like, yeah, I could deal with porn, but this stuff's not as bad because it's the culture that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And so when we can look at culture as a whole and realize like we're all in this, we're all in this hyper-sexualized world and in this pornified world and, and it influences us everywhere we go. Like mm-hmm. I hear it all the time and I see it. It's like, man, you can't get away from it. Yeah. People are going on social media. People are like blocking social media, but just looking up some Christian blog or article about about the bible or god or something and in the middle there's ads that are scandalous ads and it's like man you really can't get away from it yeah. um people i was seeing a video yesterday on on how 
kids are going on the Bible app, the YouVersion Bible app, and finding porn and sending nudes back and forth on the <laughs> wow. Bible app. This wow. is crazy. So, I mean, we need to be aware of, hey, what's going on in our world? And even where things that we think are good or where we're safe, like how are we affected and what are we exposing ourselves to? Because these belief systems that are in the world, ultimately, ultimately it affects us. Mm-hmm. I remember this book that I looked at called Sex and Culture. I think the author is J.D. Un- Unwin. It's been a while. But, um, but he did a study over like thousands of years, 60 or 80 different societies over history. And every single time where there was a there were there was a lack of sexual monogamy and where sexual perversion kind of took over his wording is where where um, we became more more liberal in in our view towards sexual monogamy um the finances the economics of that society started to collapse and so the more sexual partners the the worse we are financial uh, financially and that's globally that's like as in a society but that's not going to happen when everybody individually is prospering mm-hmm. like if the society is crumbling we're not going to prosper so when we're talking about culture as a whole that applies directly to us because we've got to understand that that we're part of it and that we're influenced in ways that we don't even understand yeah we are well and what are some of the big shifts that our society moves us in is uh, especially with porn um, there is a complete disconnect from others. There is a, a lack of connection and sex is viewed that way. There's no need for connection when it comes to sex. And, and that's how porn portrays sex. That's how our world views sex now. Like we, more than ever, I think we're in a time and age where um, having multiple partners, sleeping around, um, you know, kind of going for a test drive before you get married. Those kind of mentalities when it comes to sex have disconnected us from others in such a deep profound way Um, when we view sex as separate from marriage when we remove it from that important i mean that link when you remove that link um, you become more dissatisfied you become more discontent and yeah you're affected in so many other ways because it's not just this compartmentalized part of our life when we view sex and connection and, and relationships in all these different ways and remove it from what the bible says we start to adopt some things that impact our, our steps in life, impact our decisions, impact our um, the way that we act and are with others. And, and that sometimes we don't make those connections to the, those points of belief. And it can really be disastrous for us. I mean, we know this by studies that when you have advanced behavior before sex or sorry, before marriage. So when you're sleeping around a lot, when you have a lot of partners before you get married, uh, if you do get married, then what happens is you have a greater degree of dissatisfaction in your relationship, your your marriage. And, and that's not a good thing because marriage breakdown affects so many components of our society as well. It affects productivity. It affects relationships that you are linked to. Um, and, and so we don't, it's not something that you can just compartmentalize and think it's just about me. Sex isn't just about me. And that's what porn really lies to us about is that it's just about me. It's about my needs. It's about using another to get a quote unquote need met. Um, and that's so damaging to us. It actually is a very low view of sex and that seeps out into our identity, the way that we view ourselves, the way we view others, the way we view God. Uh, and then sometimes we, we, we pick out little pieces of, of that belief system. And if you are a Christ follower, maybe you plug that in to your biblical worldview, little aspects of that. Like, hey, I can live together with my, uh, my partner before we get married. What's the big deal, right? 
we're committed to each other. We can sleep with each other now because we're just expressing our love for each other. So why is this wrong? So you pick out little pieces from our culture, you plug them into our biblical worldview, but they're not compatible. <laughs> they're not. And, and so you'll start to compromise over time. Um, you're going to, if you start doing that, that little compromise here or there, um, the biblical ethic that we need to have starts to become more and more a background um, in our life. It, it doesn't become the, the front and present thing that we need. It becomes a background thing. And the noise in our life from this other, these compromising things that we're doing becomes too great, too loud, to the point we're not hearing what God's speaking in these areas. We can actually can become very hard to uh, hearing from the Holy Spirit in these areas. In fact, opposed um, we can get opposed to what God's saying and say, what's the big deal? Why can't I live my life this way? And, and even with things like porn, like we're seeing more than ever, um, uh, I guess, a lack of morality in this area. People are saying more than ever now that what's the big deal with porn? What's the big deal with masturbation? If it feels good, do it, right? That's the mentality. That's the the rallying cry of our generation is if it feels good, do it, right? And I think it it's always been around to a degree, but we really see it now more than ever. Um, what's that Gallup poll there, Matt? Yeah, the most recent one was at Gallup Report. 67% of men aged 18 to 49 said porn is morally acceptable, up 14 points from just 2017. Like Not from like 2001 or That's something. That's a huge shift. But just in a few mm-hmm. years, up 14%. Um, it, men just thinking it's okay. Uh, and then, and then, women's age categories also revealed higher percentages. Women's uh, women aged eighteen to forty nine showed a four point increase on thinking that porn is morally acceptable. Um, women fifteen over have jumped up seven uh, percent. So, it just the acceptance and the tolerance in this world of of sexual immorality is wild. And you talked about like that that sex is not just for us and and. If you look biblically, like the, it's pretty radical in terms of what God says scripturally. Actually, we're never supposed to pursue sex for us. That's that's a reality. We're supposed to pursue sex for connection, for marital health, for the pleasure of our partner, to honor God, to procreate. Like those are all of all the things. But but sex is supposed to like the sexual pleasure. We're actually never supposed to pursue that for ourselves. If we want a healthy, the the ideal, the healthy sex life. It's always pursuing it for either connection, for the health of our marriage, or for, uh, or for the pleasure of our spouse, or for procreation, or for honoring God. Like there's all those things. Never, it's never with selfish intent. But what does what does Cosmopolitan and all these magazines and the checkout aisle say? Mm. Like, hey, how to have the best sex sex life, or how to have crazy orgasms, or whatever. And it's like, oh, you think that for me? It's more so about you. It's not like, hey, this is how to serve your partner best. I always remember <laughs> Mike Novotny on our podcast. And he was talking about like, man, porn doesn't represent sex. If sex, if porn truly represented sex, you remember this? He said mm-hmm. it would be a twelve-hour video where a husband would get up in the morning and <laughs> get the coffee pot on for his wife and uh-huh. make her breakfast and serve her right from the morning and text her loving text throughout the day. And then at the end of the day, like she'd be tired and he'd give her a back rub. And it was like this all day long pursuit of the <laughs> of the wife by yeah. the husband. And that's accurately what sex is ideally but uh but that's not what porn shows and so and that's not what magazines talk about that's not what tv shows talk about it's not just porn and sometimes we can talk about that too much because people are like well i'm i don't watch porn i'm not affected but we're affected by this culture and by the message that's put out and and there is a narrative out there that's 
in TV shows and in Hollywood and in movies. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a there's an intentional narrative. You look at even Disney shows from when we were kids and all the oh, hidden totally. things in there that where it'll show a penis or it'll say sex and and but it'll be discreetly in put in there. Mm-hmm. And there there's a there's an agenda in this world. And so it is it is wild. But I want to ask you that, like, if you're listening or watching. Um, do you, do you pursue sex for your own pleasure? Um, I know for me, I'm trying to grow in that because I realize that, oh man, I'm a little bit too selfish in this, like thinking just for me and then I could put pressure on my wife or she doesn't want it. And then there's an obligation or she feels that and I'm like, ah, I don't want that. And so just constantly trying to be aware of that, of like my, 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 uh, approach to it, not being just selfish in nature, but being how can I continually die to myself? How can I continually do things in a godly way and make my wife feel loved? Where ultimately surrendering my desires, and then if it happens, it happens, and if it doesn't happen, I could say it's an, it's not a sexual need, so I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, for me, I'm 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 always trying to look like how can I align myself more with the Word of God and less with what that with a narrative that culture has has given me. Yeah, it's a shift to really like you, you, you have to have an acknowledgement that maybe we've adopted some of that belief and it's impacting our current behavior. And so when we acknowledge it, we identify that, yes, I have identified or I have adopted that. And, you know, me too, like sometimes with sex, especially as a young man growing up into and moving into marriage, you have this idea that, hey, sex is going to be about my orgasm, about my pleasure. It's going to be so wonderful. I'm going to love that. And that's why we really desire it. And, you know, it's not, it's not a wrong thing to enjoy. <laughs> that's a great goal. Uh, but sex is such a deep, vulnerable thing with another. And, and God's designed it that way, that we are naked before another person, but not only physically, we're emotionally and spiritually naked before them as well, too. And, and that vulnerability, that exists between husband husband and wife where we create safety and security recognizing that is vulnerable that we can share that we can talk but at the same time we we embrace each other knowing that we are for one another we have the best interest of each other in in mind and we're not doing this to take something from you i'm not taking something from you for my pleasure i'm giving something to you and and that's the way that sex needs to be viewed in the light of marriage the way that god designed and when we do that, sex, the, the rates of satisfaction when it comes to sex, married people report way higher degree of satisfaction when we do studies into this. Um, and then when you talk about Christian marriage, even more so. Um, and that's not the way the world views, like, because they view sex as this only a physical act. Um, they have this mentality that when you get married, it's the ball and chain, the end of sex, the end of good sex, this kind of lie that we have believed about marriage. That's why people don't want to get married when it comes to sex or they joke about this because, oh, well, I'm only having making love to one person. How boring is that? God designed us to only make love to one person. And the sex over time, as you serve each other and have mutuality in that, you have the best sex of your life you're never going to have that with multiple partners. Why? Because the deep bond and connection that you have grows. Like one of the biggest misconceptions too, is that the only people like, well, this is what porn does. The only people that enjoy sex have great bodies. The only people that enjoy sex are young. That's not true. And that comes from the belief system out of porn that has infiltrated our world. Um, this understanding that sex is that like that. Um, but 
think of a, a couple that's married 30, 40 years. They've only known each other, but they have learned through seasons of life. They have grown together in this area. They have learned to serve each other. They have a deep connection. They're addicted to each other in the best way. You know, when you have that, that's what sex is. That's something beautiful. And the mutual gratification, satisfaction that they have in that, the joy they have in that, that can never be recreated by one-off encounters with multiple partners. It can't. I remember this one time, um, I, uh, I used to clean carpets years ago, uh, and I would often go to apartment buildings and clean the carpet early in the morning because that's when the owner of the building wanted it done. So I would, you know, the, the owner, the renters of those suites would have to be given permission or whatever. And so I'd, I'd go in there they'd be ready for me. I'd clean the carpet, whatever else. I remember this one time, uh, I went to this, this suite and, I think the person that was living there forgot that I was coming because I knocked on the door and it was a guy uh, and he opened the door and I entered into that space. It was probably like eight in the morning and I felt the awkwardness <laughs> thick. It was dripping in that room. Why? <laughs> he had had a one night stand with his girl. And how did I know this? You just know. <laughs> she was quickly getting her clothes on. I don't even know if they knew each other's names, but she basically rushed past me and out the door and um i knew this that obviously something had happened where they maybe had gotten drunk the night before and slept together and they just realized what they had done the next morning but does that sound wonderful does that sound good is that the kind of sex that you want (laughs) imagine that in reverse with a, a married couple and they have that deep security and love for each other one person isn't rushing out of the room trying to escape that situation. They embrace each other and their love grows out of that. Um, very different. But that's the lie. That's what looking behind the curtain, what you really see. And that's the impact that the pornified world has done to us. We think sex is transactional. We think sex is uh, just a friction, you know, kind of something that we do with one person, a transactional way. We get what we need and we get on. Um, but when you look behind the curtain, it's awkward. It's messy. It's, uh, it's actually very broken, very sad. That's not the, the sex I want, but that's what's being sold to us. We are buying into that mentality and it's so unfortunate. Um, and, you know, I think that if we have porn in our life, right, like we, we need to identify that we have adopted some of the, the lie of that. And let's learn what God says about sex. And that can help us actually move away because when you start to see what God has for us with sex, Porn starts to look really bad. Like, I don't know, Matt, if for you, but I know, I'm sure it's the same as for me. But when you see that, even in movies or whatever else, where you just feel a sadness, even a little bit of a, like, it's like your soul has been kicked almost when you see that happen. It's like, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone was telling me recently, a friend, he's, he's saying uh, that, he when he was exposed with porn in his marriage his wife in her anger said well show me what you're looking at she wanted to see the porn sites oh man bad bad idea <laughs> yeah and so it didn't end up happening but he 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 was disgusted at the thought of his wife seeing it and he's like if i'm disgusted at that thought why aren't i disgusted at me seeing yeah and the reality is a lot of times even people who are hooked on porn when they see it when they're not in that mood they are disgusted by it and then they get in the mood but but how how cool is it to just live this life that's not conformed to the way of the world? Romans twelve it says, "Don't be conformed 
the way of the world, right? But be transformed by the by the renewing of your mind. And so can we be transformed by looking at the beliefs that we have around sex and go, oh, this isn't like this isn't what I want. This isn't from the Bible. This is from the world. And the thing in this world is that the the bar keeps moving. Like the extreme nature of things keeps moving. Now there's all these drag shows for kids and mm-hmm. reading school reading times or whatever in schools and that like 30 years ago that was unheard of yeah. and so now the bar keeps moving now there's like uh i just saw not a not a rainbow flag but like i forget what it was called but a, a pedo flag like for pedophiles yeah. for people coming up with with uh with designs or whatever to support pedophiles and like the bar keeps moving so when the bar moves and it's super extreme we might say to ourselves well i'm not engaging in porn or i'm not watching this stuff like that's extreme what i'm doing is not extreme but the question is, is what you're doing biblical? Not is what you're doing the worst. Is what you're doing good for you? Is what you're doing what God wants for you? Is it healthy for you? And so we've got to always understand that because there's there's people that see that and then they're like, well, I just masturbate. And when I masturbate, I only think of my girlfriend or my wife. And so that must not be that bad, right? And and But the, in the reality is, or in, the, in in reality, when you look at what the Lord wants for you and what is healthy for you, it's not that. It, and so we need to be very aware of what's, what are we letting into our life because maybe we're going, well, I'm not as bad as what culture says. There's this thing in the culture these days. I don't know if it always was around. I don't think so. But people talk about body counts, especially teenagers and, and early 20s, talking about what's your body count? What's your body count? And older people I've heard, like, what? how many people have I killed? Like, <laughs> that's what people think. What's your kill count? <laughs> exactly. Right. Not, I haven't murdered anybody. <laughs> but it's not. It's how many people have you slept with? How many bodies have you slept with? I'm seeing this and I'm like, how sad that it's simply a body. How impersonal is that? Hey? Right? A body count? These are people. It's people. It's a soul. There's a spirit. <laughs> yeah. There's a mind. No, it's just a body. Yeah. yeah. And 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 so you you look and I, I remember one time I saw this video and this girl was like, I don't know, early 20s. And she's like, oh, it's just 50. It's not that high. Like 50 guys right. in your early 20s. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. That's higher, I think, than most people even in culture mm-hmm. say. But I mean, Brad, and you're talking about marital satisfaction being later on. Nobody, oh, I shouldn't say nobody, but almost nobody looks up porn for like 50s, 50s, 60s, 70-year-olds, nope. right? And some people do, but most people don't. Most people, it's the, the young and the fit, and we think that's what it is. And so how many fit young bodies can you have? Or how many older people, if you're young, like, oh, it's cool, I got this older person. Yeah. It's a body. Like Bodies are so valuable in the eyes of God. Yeah, We only have one body. We want to treat our body well. And... and uh, obviously there's different ways to do that but sexually speaking it's so much more than just a body yeah. and so there's there's so much research there's various studies that have shown and i've seen multiple over the years but but uh, that have shown that like if you have zero or one partners before you get married you are so much more likely to have a happy marriage to not consider divorce to have a good sex life to have good communication all of that stuff than people who have five partners before they're married and the people that have five partners before they're married, they're more more likely to be happier in their marriage than those who have 10 plus. Yep. And so the more our body count is, the higher that is, the less likelihood of, of a greater marriage and a greater sex life mm-hmm. down the road. It's really sad, this deception. Yes. And so the cool thing is, if you're listening, you're like, oh, I do have a number for my body count or I have been with people. Um, 
when you can identify these beliefs that have come in and you can just repent of things, like you really can, it says in Isaiah in scripture, be made white as snow. Yeah. God says, yeah. Let, come, let us reason together. Mm. Like you're you, like, you can be made white as snow if you just come to him and talk about the things that you've done. Yeah. And so it's really cool, but we do need to understand like, how are we affected by this? Because, um, People might people might have good sexual experiences and then spend their life uh, trying to remember that or trying to recreate that, right, right? And so they're dissatisfied in their marriage. But people also might have bad sexual experiences and then just think, "I don't really enjoy sex," or just think sex is is just something that I'm used in, or I'm just an just an object here for the other person yeah. because there's no emotional connection. And so, good or bad sex before marriage. Either way, it has damaging effects to our to our long term relational health. Oh, it really, really does. Um, it, the way that we view sex, uh, it, it impacts our identity. The way we view self, and um, you know, often because porn has been such a, a huge piece in our world and our culture, uh, these encounters, these unwanted sometimes sexual encounters that occur in your formative years, I feel are probably more drastic now because. We have access to really depraved stuff to see it, and then we recreate that. So when you're a teenager growing up, more than ever, we've had access to this. I mean, we grow up with it, right? So we're more apt, I would say, to recreate that. Not that it didn't happen back in the days in magazine. Um, I'm sure it did. But what I mean is that because it's more advanced, more present, more available, um, this is shaping the way that we view things way more. So a teenage boy and a teenage girl have maybe been raised on this and an unwanted sexual encounter occurs that's too early, um, is wrong, uh, and is hurtful. So for the guy, maybe he is recreating something or getting his girlfriend to recreate something that he's seen on the screen. The girl, it's unwanted, and she experiences that. Now she views sex a certain way. Now she views relationships a certain way. Same for him. He views sex a certain way. It might have been damaging to him too, and it is. Even if it felt good, quote-unquote, he has damaged himself because he has entered into something that's too soon and not the way God designed. And, and so what happens is these guys maybe leave each other, you know, this girl and this guy, then they get, eventually get into other relationships and can recreate or, or whatever else, engage in sexual activity, and then they get married. Now they're having the battle of their past, and their past is coming forward into their present. It's way more challenging. And our identity, how this is affected, well, you know, what, what does God say in a good sense that men are supposed to be? We're protectors. We're supposed to protect. We're supposed to cherish and love the, the female um, uh, component of, of what God's created in the sense that, you know, we are supposed to protect our wives. But at the same time, that protection still extends out when we are single. We're supposed to protect others. We're protectors. And, and we're supposed to engage in that role. But when porn has shaped us, we remove that. We view maybe the opposite sex simply as um, a means to an end, right? We don't view them as people. We view them as something to be consumed. Women, you know, nowadays, we're, they're taught, you're, you're taught more and more, it's important to not be feminine, but to act like men <laughs> in the worst way. Not to be protectors in a good way of men, but since, hey, let's, let's sleep around lots because that's empowered, right? I'm sexually empowered and I can do this. I can throw off the chains of what the patriarchy or whatever you want to say has put on me and I'm going to act out in these ways. And because I'm a woman, you know how damaged you're, you're, well, how much damage is being inflicted on you? Lots. Because you're not receiving the true identity that's God given you. One of the beautiful things about the female 
I won't say species, but females, <laughs> is you have a strong desire to connect um, first before sex. And, and that's a good thing. It doesn't mean that you don't desire sex, but you desire a deeper level of connection, security, and commitment. That's a really good thing. It's not that men don't have that either, but often, you know, we want sex first to connect and that's usually the context of marriage. It doesn't mean that we don't pursue those other things, but because there's a difference, that difference is good. We have a better fullness of marriage, a better fullness in our relationships because of that difference. But when we remove that difference, because that's what porn has done, it's just said, we're the same thing. We're just animals, you know, let's just live out these desires. When you remove that identity from male and female, um, now what happens is we're not representing the image that God has given us to the fullest. And if anything, we are very damaged in this area. So when we start to learn of our identity of who God has created us to be, we live out of that and we have action that represents that. And, but when we try to just remove the differences that God has created between men, men and women, um, and it's very damaging to us, very damaging. And uh, I think that it's important that we identify that we are different here. It doesn't mean that we both don't, you know, enjoy sex and want sex, but there's difference and that's a God given difference. It is. It is. And something else that, that is God given is that there is so much more to life than just sex. But the world won't tell you that. The world will say, no, sex is ultimate. Sex mm -hmm. is everything. And if your sex life is non-existent, if you're single or if you're married and it's, I mean, that's going to affect everything. And the reality is you can be okay and you can still be a person who loves other people. You can still understand that you are so valuable. Um, even if you're not having sex, even if you're single and you, even if you've, even if you're older and you, like I remember that movie, 40 year old virgin. Like when people tell me that, oh, I'm 30, 40, 50, I've never had sex because I've never been married. I'm like, praise the Lord. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you made it this long. <laughs> exactly. It's awesome. Yeah. Like you've never been married and you've yeah. just been faithful to that. Maybe you've not always, maybe you've wanted opportunities or whatever, but God has protected you in that. Like That's awesome. That's not what the world says. The world says, oh, 40-year-old virgin, let's make a comedy out of this because yeah. it's such a funny thing. Yeah, I'm just going to jump on this quick. I want to mention that. I remember back in the day, there was a basketball player who played for the Lakers, A.C. Green. He was a Christ follower, 38 years old before he got married, virgin. Wow. And he lived in the, the crazy heyday of the 80s when Magic Johnson was doing his thing and whatever else in the 90s, right? Oh, Magic and, uh, Johnson slept with a person, with, with a different girl after yeah, every game. Exactly. He said it was like over 10,000 girls. Exactly. So AC Green grew up in that environment, uh, professionally anyway, basketball-wise. But uh, So I just wanted to say that because that's incredible. And, and often he was looked, I think sometimes with a little bit of like, there was a comedy to that. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, no, that's amazing. Like you lived as a professional athlete, as a virgin, and got married when you're 38 years old at the end of your career. That incredible. 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 <laughs> that, is, yeah. that is pretty rare. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. And so people do it. And that's the thing that we don't understand. I've talked to so many people with our ministry that they're, they're older and they want marriage, but they don't have it. And so they've never kissed a girl. They've never kissed a guy. They've never whatever. And I'm like, man, that's so cool. God has protected you this whole time. Like you've been faithful to that to whatever degree. You've chosen that path. Like I don't I hope this doesn't trigger anybody. Like choose the right thing, but like I know also people who in the church and they're like, "Ah, I've been a virgin too long. Let's go get a prostitute." And they lose their virginity to prostitutes. And so anybody could do that. So the fact that if you're listening that's you, you haven't done that. I'm just like, "Man, that's so cool." But the world doesn't say that. So how porn affects our culture, change our, changes our culture, um, 
it also changes us. And so I don't want you to have any shame around that. Um, I'll, I'll tell the story. I remember there's there's this guy, uh, man, he was probably 23, and I would say it was about nine years ago. And he was talking to me, and he was just saying, like, in his group of friends, um, they were all talking about their sex lives, and he's a virgin. And then he, like, whispers when he says virgin. <laughs> and he's just talking to me. Like, it's only him and me. I was also a virgin. And, and so he didn't want to say it. He was all embarrassed. And so I, I stopped him. And I asked him, like, why are you embarrassed about that, man? That's awesome. And, uh, and so, but that's kind of the, the culture is like, well, I'm 23, I shouldn't be a virgin anymore. Um, and so it was a couple of years before this, I remember I was 24 years old and I was, um, in a gym, uh, working out and this guy came up to me, he's, he, I'd seen him a couple of times at the gym and, and, uh, and he came up to me and just in the middle of me doing sets, um, he starts talking to me and he had just moved here from Texas and. And he's like, hey, like, what are the girls like up here? And I, I'm working this job, and I'm and like, it was a job where he sees lots of cleavage, and he was trying to like get with his coworkers, and then he and then it wasn't happening. And he's like, man, I haven't been laid in 24 months. I was 24 at the time, so I just responded, I'm like, bro, I'm like, bro, I haven't been laid in 24 years, <laughs> <laughs> and just like silence. And he was like, didn't know what to say for a bit, and then he goes, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. And so we stopped, literally, it led to this conversation about the Bible and the and the validity of the Bible. And so we talked for probably half an hour in the gym about this. He ended up coming to church with me. He hadn't been to church for years, and he came multiple times, and then I don't know what happened to him. So I wish it was a better ending. But at least there was those seeds planted. I wasn't ashamed, right? If people mm-hmm. are, are ashamed of this, or if you're feeling ashamed, I want you to be so happy. Praise God that he's protected you, because... Man, I, I I remember in junior hockey, we had, I don't know if I've told this on the podcast before, but we would always travel to different hotels and there was this uh, key card that you would slide into your door to open the door and it was, the brand was Ving, V-I-N-G. And so the on the card, it said Ving card. And I remember we were having a morning uh, team breakfast in, in the morning one day and in front of different teammates, one of the guys took this key card and he scratched out the word or the letters ing. So then it just said V card, and then he gave it to me, making fun of me, um, in front of my teammates, and guys laughed and stuff. Well, I kept that card. I was proud of it. I kept it in my wallet, and I planned to give it to my wife on our wedding night, and then I lost it. That's I was <laughs> kind of sad about it. <laughs> but it's like, why not be proud of of yeah. the the lack of engagement in the worldly culture of sex? And why not just be proud and and happy and praise God that you're you're more aligned with God and and Bible and the Bible because it's just better for you. And my wife and I yeah. look back now and we're like, man, she was saved too. Like she she I mean, saved. I mean, yes, yeah, saved salvation. But I'm saying saved from sex. Like both of us just we had sex together on our wedding night. That was the first time, and we just look back and we're so thankful for that. And I know that there's lots of people with that story too. So, um, anyways. Porn and, and the, our sexualized world, it impacts us. But we want that purity of heart. We want the purity in our behavior and in our mind. And it's just so worth it. And so, um, yeah, it's worth pursuing. Yeah, it is. So wherever you're at, I mean, if you have pastor, we just want to say, like, as Matt was saying, like, through Christ, we are washed as white as snow. But let's identify some of the beliefs that have come from that and understand there's some work to do if that's been part of our past. Um, and, and, you know, that's, there's some healing that needs to occur. Um, but you're forgiven. You are white as snow. Um, and another aspect too, you know, if you have adopted some of these beliefs and you've picked up on some of them from our, our conversation here, uh, you know, address that. 
start to look at what God says in his word about who you are and your identity, what sex is, why it is, it's, it's for marriage, why that is, you know, learn that. Don't just take our word for it. Go look in scripture and, and see what God says about this. So, because if you actually look into this, it, it sinks into your heart in a deeper way, you know, and that's something that you have to do. You have to enter into this conversation. Don't just hear us, you know, enter into this, start to ask God these things. And, and when you do that, you start to see those areas where maybe the conversation has been infiltrated in your life, at least by the culture. And you can address that, identify it and either repent from it and then move on from those beliefs. And it's going to take some time. I get that because we often have been raised on some really deep rooted things. Maybe it's even our past family of origin. Maybe it's friends that we grew up with and our culture. There's, uh, there's layers to this. I get that. But identify some of these things and, and see what God says in his word about these areas. Why? We're not telling you this to be killjoys. We're telling you this because God has so much more for you. Um, and when it comes to sex, porn has lied to you. Society and culture has lied to you. But what God has for you is abundance in this area. He has something so much greater than what the world is telling you. And that's why we say this. We want more for you. There's more for you here. And, and that's uh, the belief that we hope, if, if anything, really sinks in. There's more for you than what the world is preaching. And, and that's a good thing. And um, so let's leave you with some hope here. God has more for you. Um, so let's move on from what the culture, what porn has said, our hypersexualized world has said, and let's see what God says in his word, what he wants to speak to you today. Um, so bless you guys. Thanks for checking in with us and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.